You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts, Todd Fox, Maddie Mack, and Gabby. Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them and that he was also a necrophiliac. Hey, 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 welcome in to another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our damn ready for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, and we are back here live once again, sorry for taking a long time, uh, we've had a lot of things happening in our personal lives, and uh, but we squeezed in some time to record another episode, so we, uh, we thank you for your patience, and let's get into it, but before we get into this, let's let you guys know where you can find us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in a Grinding True Crime Podcast. Uh, leave us a message. Leave us a comment. Like our page. Do what you want. We will respond back. Even to the negative comments, we will respond back. Uh, if you want to continue to listen to us on your podcast streams, just find us on Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. And for those faithful listeners outside of the country, especially in the UK, you can continue to listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Go to redbubble.com, type in Todd Fox 80, that's T O D F O X 80, and you can buy some merchandise courtesy of the Grinding True Crime. Um, always, listeners, discretion is advised because we do get into some details of stories that may be gruesome or graphic to uh, people who are sensitive to certain things. So, uh, listeners, discretion is advised. Uh, please leave us a five-star liking if you like our podcast. If you don't, just sign off. And always, <laughs> and lastly, um, if you would like to support what we do, we have a um, cash app. It is dollar sign grinding true crimes. If you would like to donate to us and show appreciation for what we do, it will help us out. And hopefully it will help us out getting a, uh, getting a chance to get into studio, get a better studio for ourselves. So, Thank you for anything that you would like to donate. It's not a, it's not a have to, but if you want to. Okay, I got that out the way, Tom. All right. Yeah, you just sure did. All right. Nothing else I need to add, right? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, so, without further ado, let's let Todd break down his story. And Todd, you said it is a twist at the end, right? <clears throat> Yeah, there's a there's a bit of twist on this one. Um, the next next uh, show that because I guess like Maddie alluded to, we've had a couple of weeks here where it's just been schedules haven't been lining up. We don't have a professional staff behind us, so it's whenever we could find the time. So we appreciate your uh, like like Matt said, we appreciate your guys' patience um, and for the love. Uh, but this story comes out of Florida, uh, the, oh. which, which is the Panhandle of the United States. Uh, so many crazy stuff happens down there um if you ever get a chance to it's pretty funny just for you know for laughs uh google uh florida man and check out all the the stories that happen down there the craziest wildest stupidest stories of just humans in general and what they can do to each other is on there and and, and it always seems to happen in florida so they have their own just, side we just had somebody write a crazy comment to us from florida so 
No, oh, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to Florida. <laughs> Shout out to Florida. Yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I hear she loved the show. <laughs> I, hear, I, heard, I heard. I think she's our number one fan. Exactly. Might be. Might be. She loves the way I speak. I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, the story is about Austin Harif. Um Austin Harif, uh he he we'll get it we'll get into what he does here in a, in a minute but uh it starts in Florida once again the the panhandle of US um crazy stuff happens down there couple that with the way life is and the the demographics of the area and, and the how there's just a melting pot of people in general and some towns you go into it's very swampy other areas in Florida it's like it, it's beautiful. It's like resort areas, and then you have mm-hmm. the ghetto side. I mean, Florida has a little everything. Mm-hmm. And one thing it has, if you know your movies from back in the day, it has drugs. It has a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of yeah, and and cocaine built all those high risers in the Miami area, in the South Beach area. Uh, that's all crack money and cocaine uh, from back in the day uh, from all the drug dealers. And right now. Also, it has LSD problems. Um, you have, uh, which a couple drugs we'll get into that are um, like flaca and also uh, bath salts. Well, I never heard of that. Flaca, flaca. <clears throat> yeah, flaca is sort of like bath salts. If you've heard of that of, of that drug, it's it's mm-hmm. something that it gives you superhuman strength. Um, it makes, I mean, you have hallucinations like you won't believe the, what people say. Like, like they can. F- they can feel things, you know, like, like it's just the world is like, it's worse than LSD. Um, people go completely insane. Insane. I, I, I've never done it, but I've seen someone that has done it on a video, a crime video. And let me tell you, they went superhuman. They took three bullet shots and was still like on the, on the rage. It well, wasn't until they got a headshot to it. It completely took them out. Yeah, and there's there's a video too. I got I don't know. It's hard to find now. It might have been taken down, but if it's on the internet at any time, you could probably find it. So, but there was a guy, and he he was eluding police, jumped off a three story balcony, broke both his legs, and he, of course you're butt naked too with bath salts. You have to strip naked. That's like a must. This guy was <laughs> butt naked. He landed broke 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 both of his legs on impact. And as he tried to oh. run, he got up and he ran from the police. What? Yeah, somehow, some way. When he I ran. say superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when he was starting to come down, when they finally subdued him, man, he was yelling in excruciating pain. His legs were mangled. I mean, to the point where, like, pieces of bone were sticking through his <clears throat> legs. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That's, that's Florida, man, right there. Florida. That's Florida, Florida. yep. So uh, our story takes place in Jupiter, Florida. So that's sort of to never the, heard of it. I think it's the southern tip of Florida. It's around that area, the middle, okay. middle southern tip. Yeah. Um, born on December twenty first, nineteen uh, ninety six, Austin Harif grew up in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, all accounts is that his parents say that he was he had a normal upbringing. Um, his you know like he <clears throat> it was just him and his sister, uh, family for the the uh, you know. The family had good money. They were in a nice area of Jupiter, Florida. Um, so he grew up with a normal background, played outside all the time. Uh, he would shoot BB guns, play video games with his friends. Uh, so he was he was a good kid, but just a little quiet. Hmm. Um, 
little shy in school, but he excelled in school. Like he he always had good grades in, through elementary and junior high. Um, he would take classes like calculus and get um, advanced higher learning classes for a future college. So he had he had aspirations, and his family knew that you know he's a good kid, and he, <clears throat> you know he's destined for bigger things. Okay. So so far so good. Um. But through this, his high school friends uh, would would often say that he was never one to come up to you and start a conversation. You always had to go to him. He was kind of quiet. I mean, he, he, if he would go into a room <clears throat> with a bunch of people, even though he was in the center of the room, you would kind of forget he was there. He was that okay. type. Of, he was he that, was that type, type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, very quiet. Very reserved. Uh, one of one of his best friends in junior high and high school. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, would would say that he him and his uh, family were very close, um, but sometimes he would exhibit some odd behavior, and his personality would change a lot. Like mm-hmm. he would, he would just do certain things uh, different. So kind um, of bipolar. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Okay. So interesting. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, he, uh, you know, and, and this this reminded me of of one of my friends growing up, um, because he had this sim- he had this kind of thought process. Real quick, uh, off topic, my my friend was walking to school with his mom and his and his sister, and there was a drunk driver who had been drinking all night, and it was like seven in the morning. So you know he had been a serious drunk, and he uh, jumped the curb and nailed all three of them right with his car my friend doesn't remember anything after being hit just remembering that his mom was okay like she had a broken arm but she woke up telling him or he woke up to her telling him that his sister passed away and his sister was only nine and i think he was 11 yeah and and the the reason why i bring that up is because he from that moment on had a pretty dang good head injury from that and his mindset would change like he would always try to go out of his way to tell you hey um i'm this i'm that like he'd always try to prove himself and 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 tell you what kind of personality Um, i would tell him growing up like bro like you don't need to like tell me how you are i know who you are you know like that's what your actions do you know yeah and uh he's just i don't know he's um he was very difficult to deal with at times because i mean he like even when we got into high school he would be getting into like like he got into like goth and Satan stuff, and then all of a sudden, mm. like a, w- a week later, he'd be like praising God and being the first one in church. I'm like, what's going on? You're changing more than the weather. <laughs> so he had a bit of this wow. gr- growing up. His friends said that he would he would start changing his moods, the things he was into, the things he would eat, all, like all the time. Like he'd be one day like, oh, I'm vegan. You know, don't don't put that in your body. You're never gonna get muscle mass. And then he'd be like, man, that Big Mac is delicious. I'm gonna go get <laughs> two of those. <laughs> so <laughs> that was him, man. All um, right, He's, is he still alive? Yeah, my friend is, but like we, uh, well, I'd say ex friend. I, I uh, we had a falling out a few years ago, uh, and I haven't talked to him since. But he because he just became too too hard to deal with man and he, he would never go to see a psychiatrist or get on any kind of medication so got it so Last, this is similar to the, the story yeah yeah apparently yeah it's, it's, it's similar to the story except at least uh my friend didn't do any things this guy did so Ooh. yeah well, i take it he uh he did a lot 
Yes, yes. So there's there's a lot to that, but uh, you know, and so so Austin Austin would uh, start making YouTube videos in high school and start doing things like you know workout videos, uh, you know, trying giving life, um, you know, personality things on how to deal with things, and then he would just go on to rants. He would rap. He would sing, just all over the place. Wow. Um, yeah, he so and 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 then he would start wrestling and and he post wrestling videos. Uh, he was getting, and he, at this time too, he was bulking up pretty good. Like like he was he was gaining muscle mass. He had he had ripped abs. He was a big guy, okay. and and he started playing football, and he was doing good. Uh, his senior year, he excelled in uh in football, high school football. Um, and it could have led to something, but something happened. Uh, his senior year, um, you know, he got uh. He got hit too playing football, and you know took a lot of hits being the defensive lineman and offensive lineman. And he was undersized, but he took a lot of hits, and he may have had some concussions, which we all know following NFL football can lead to CTE and brain issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Like that Aaron player. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron oh, Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, that's a case probably we're going to cover too at some point. Might have to. I'm surprised we haven't yet. Actually, mine. <laughs> she already claimed it. <laughs> I really got into that story. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy story for all the people yeah. over the pond that haven't heard it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but this was um, you know, and 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 Aaron Hernandez was one of those players that, you know, obviously I'm not gonna give it too much away, but you never saw it coming. So never. Yeah. So uh, he he applied for a lot of colleges because not not only is it academically. But he tried to get in for football, and there really wasn't any good prestigious college that was going to give him a scholarship because him playing the line, he was only like about 265, 270, but he was solid muscle. And as Matt knows, you have to be like 330, 340. At least 300. Yeah. yeah I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're not going to take you undersized like that. They're going to think you're no. going to. If he's like 265, maybe as a tight end or something, but, yeah. but not as an offensive lineman. And then two, I don't know how tall he is, but you gotta be a little taller too. Well, he's six three, I think six three or something. That's solid. Yeah, he's my height. Um, but anyway, yeah, you see this guy; he's pretty ripped. I mean, he's he's ripped. I mean, he's doing really good as a wrestler as well, winning a lot of matches. But he winds up um, getting a scholarship and an invite to come to Florida State University, not a football scholarship, but an academic one. Okay. And so Florida State College is a pretty prestigious college, probably the best in Florida, unless it's the University of Florida. It's 400 miles from Jupiter, Florida. And uh, so he went there, and for some, and again, his personality changing all the time, him being in a different interest, the thing that shocked his friends in high school and his friends in the neighborhood and his family, he joined a fraternity like that, like, like right off the bat. Like he became a social, he became a social butterfly like overnight. What? Whoa! Yeah, he turned from like you—you you got to approach him first, to he's all up in your face talking to you and and just being very like interested in everything. So now he was calling attention to himself. Correct, and 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 he was uh, he was all over social media making YouTube videos and just being very proactive instead of being called out in in, in the background. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So his his uh, interest once again changed to now weightlifting, 
and he enrolled in the program uh, and, and began to major in the science and therapy of the physical body. And he wanted to be basically a physical therapist, you know, okay. a, so, so in a, or a weight trainer too, physical training. Okay. So now we have a date and, and, and then uh, things happen when there, when there's a date. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is August 16, 2016. Oh, wow. So this is pretty recent. Very recent. Yeah. Uh, Austin was out with his father and uh, his sister and his uh, two, two and her, um, her two friends. And uh, they were out and, and uh, at the beach or whatever, hanging out, doing a little hiking. And uh, he goes over to his sister and says, uh, you know what? <clears throat> I am. Uh, I'm a god. I have superhuman strength. <laughs> What? <laughs> and uh, she's like, uh, run that back again. And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah. He goes, um, I'm half, I'm half horse, half human. What? Yeah. And she's looking at him like, look, you've done some pretty weird stuff in in your past, but this is taking the cake. Like, she said that when they were younger, that she woke up to him several times, standing over her or in front of her bed with either a baseball bat or some sort of weapon and saying that, th- that these people aren't going to get in here. Don't, don't worry, sis. I got you. Yo. What in the world? Yeah. Oh, she was so creeped out. I bet. Oh yeah. She, she, a lot, a lot of times would either sleep in the guest room with a door locked or she would actually crawl in bed with her, <laughs> with her parents. <laughs> Dude, that's scary. Yep. I mean, yep. You gotta do what you gotta do to protect yourself. So, yeah, and when she asked him, she's like, "Are you okay?" You know, like and he's like, I'm, "I've never been better." And she, he said it with conviction. She's like, "You have to see a psychiatrist. Like, this is getting bad." And uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, like they they continue to hang out at the beach and and do the hiking. They hike back to the car. They're gonna go to Duffy's, which is the father's favorite restaurant. Now, the father and mother had been married for years, but they had gotten recently divorced three or four years ago in 2012. The mom, the mom is doing her own thing. She's got a live-in boyfriend. The dad's been dating or whatever, and so like he's trying to spend time with his two kids, his his son that's in college and his daughter's in high school. So they they plan that trip. They had a good time with their friends. Now they're going to Duffy's and they're just going to have dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like a normal evening. Yep. So they get there and the wait waiter says, "What do you want to drink?" And uh, Austin just gets up, calmly walks out on the security camera. You can see him in the restaurant just, like, walking out. Doesn't tell anybody anything. Doesn't say, hey, I'm going to go use the restroom. Doesn't say, hey, I'm leaving. Just walks out of the restaurant. And the father doesn't see him at first. So the mother lives two miles away. And you know two miles is kind of far, right? That is pretty far if if you're walking. If you're walking. Now, how the hell does he get... (laughs) uh, uh, He gets to his mom's house in less than 15 minutes. Get out. Yeah, uh, so... yeah. He maybe he can. Maybe he does have divine spirit. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, because the mom all of a sudden gets a knock on the door, and she's like, she's thinking, okay, that's my boyfriend. Answers the door, and it's her son. And she's like, aren't you supposed to be with your dad? Like, why aren't you with your dad? And then he's like, didn't say nothing. He's like, I'm thirsty. And then she's like, what? And so he like brushes by her, goes to the kitchen. What does he drink? I want to see if you guys can nail this. 
He pulls uh, something out of the cupboard. Now, I'm just going to give you one hint. It's nothing you normally drink. Moonshine. No. Okay. No, nothing alcohol. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 hmm. Tomato can? <laughs> <laughs> Tomato can. It's actually kind of close. It is something you cook with. Oil. Cooking oil. Correct. What? Thank you. He opened, he opened up a bottle of canola oil and just started guzzling it. Bruh. What in the world? So she slaps disgusting. She slaps it out of his hand, and and here's where Mama Mama's thinking right here. She's like, okay, listen, that's weird behavior, but my boyfriend's coming over, and I want to get me a little good good. So I'm taking you back to the restaurant. I don't care how old you are, you're not going to stay here and spoil Mama's fun time. So so she takes, she gets him in the car, and she drives him back to the restaurant. Wow. Oh, hey, everybody got neat. And again, no, 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 I, I'm not in shock about her reaction. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but hey. at the same time, it's like, I think that would have been, even if that was my kid, I would have been freaked out there too. What did Jim Carrey say? When nature calls. <laughs> exactly. When well, I mean, I mean, Austin's 19 at this time. If anything, I'm taking him to, like, you know, to the hospital. I mean, that's odd behavior. Odd behavior, because look, look. I mean, if if Mama wanted to get get some, she could have just been like, "Look, I think my my son's having a, a, a episode. Put him on a seventy two hour hold," because she could do I that did. and I get did. herself a nice little three day weekend. But but uh, <laughs> you know, she decided to take him back to the desk. Like, no, here, hubby, you take care of him. You know, especially in this day and age. I mean, this is kind of modern. Yeah, you know, it's twenty sixteen. She definitely could have did that. Yeah, because they'll, they'll take them regardless now. You nowadays. can't just ignore that behavior. That's odd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so everyone back, remember, there's like five or six people at the restaurant at Duffy's. Mm-hmm. He comes back there. The mom explains what happened, dropped him off, and she just shakes her head and gets back to the house because, you know, obviously she's got to get into a nighty for, for her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so um, the father is pissed. Like, he's like, dude, like, why did you get up and leave? Like, we're just started ordering. You know, we had a, a, a nice day with you. And Austin sort of just, like, takes his fork and sort starts, like, scraping the, the, the plate. And the dad's like, stop. Like, like, aren't you listening to me? So he's like, what do you want to eat? You know, like, because we all ordered. So he orders or whatever. Ten minutes go by. And then um, Austin's like, man, be excused. And, and then he's like, where are you going? He goes to the restroom. So he gets up, walks up, uh, or walks out of the um, the table, and uh, he walks out the same way he did the time before. He just walked out the front door again. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He goes back. He goes back out. Oh and at no! This, yeah, at this time it's eight thirty already, so it's eight thirty p.m. All right. I, I can feel what's coming. Yeah, he walks out with a blue uh, blue polo shirt and jeans and and uh, some shoes and a hat, red hat. And, uh, you know, he doesn't come back, obviously. And after his odd behavior, um, you know, his father calls the mother and's like, I think I think Austin's heading your way again. You know, he left us. I'm pissed off at this guy. I'm done. I'm just going to take the kid, you know, my daughter home and her friends. And they're like, and she's like, okay. And then the mom just starts to get this like feeling overwhelming feeling like she waits a few minutes, waits a few minutes. He's not there. She's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to call the police. And obviously, like they like we've done stories recently where it's like twenty four hour period at least you have to wait yeah. before you know. But she called the police and was like, "Look, my son is out there. 
Um, he's not in his right mind. I'm afraid he's going to do something or something's going to happen to him. Can you please be on the lookout for my son? And the first time they don't take her seriously, she calls back again and says, look, I really, you know, I'm, I'm calling his friends. She tells them the same thing. So the police were like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put a lookout for him. You know, we'll just a see. Bolo. Yeah. Bolo there. Be on the lookout. There you go. <clears throat> so as she's, as they're doing that, she also calls his fraternity brothers who a couple of them live in the area who are out of school at the time. They join the search. The mom joins the search. Um, and some of her friends that she's calling, they're all out looking for him in the Jupiter area. But no one okay. sees him, right? Okay. So now it's about ten thirty p.m. It's two hours since he disappeared, and there's that weird behavior. And then a nine one one call comes in, which I was gonna play it, but I'm like, nah, you know what? It's a uh, it's a little much, and then it doesn't ex- express exactly what it, what's going on because it gives you the viewpoint of the neighbor. So mm. let so let me dress this up. What happens is there's a, uh, a neighborhood in Jupiter, Florida, real nice, mi- you know, middle class homes and picture like somebody that has turned their garage into like a club slash like bar hangout, sort of like how my deck is, how okay. that's their garage. Like they have a deck, uh, like they have a, a bar, like a barbecue area out, like right outside the garage. They have a bar inside the garage, multiple TVs to watch different sporting games uh, couches, bar stools, and a pool table. A man's game. Exactly. And and the and the husband and uh and wife are in there and they that's their hangout spot. Like the neighbors go to hang out with them. You know, it's like their little place where they dispense beer and they just have a good time. And it's and it's it's Florida, it's in the summer, it's humid, so their garage mm-hmm. door is open, it's ten thirty at night, they're watching whatever, they're hanging out. Um, but the 911 call comes in and it's from the neighbor, Jeff Fisher, who lives right across the street. The football coach? No, not, not that Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on there and he's breathing really hard and you could hear his wife in the background panicking. And the operator says, what's going on? What's going on? And he says, uh, well, first she asked him 10 times what his address is, of course, because 911 operators, like, they don't care. You're like screaming and dying. <laughs> oh, no, no, shut up, shut up. What's your address? I... <laughs> Four three what four three? No, just trace the damn call and then find out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, in 2016, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trace the call. So you have to hear her say, "What's your address?" like six times, and then and then he finally, you know, when he's finally allowed to talk and tell her exactly what's going on, he says that he heard screaming from across the 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 block, and it was his neighbor's house, the one with the garage, mm-hmm. and he said that he. He heard the wife screaming and the husband yelling, and he runs over there to try to see what's going on and to help out. And he said there was a guy making growling noises, and the the wife was on the ground, and he was beating up and, and stabbing the husband. And when he tried to intervene and pull him off, he got stabbed. He doesn't know how many times, but he feels at least three times. And so he ran back to the house to call 911. Because he had no other weapons to use or to defend himself. Wow. Yeah, and so he said the 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 guy looked insane in the in the face, and so he's and so the operator's like, okay. She asked about what the you know are they still over there? He's like, I'm looking out my window right now, and yes, he's still attacking them in the garage, and, and you could kind of hear screaming. And wow. Uh, 
So she's like, where are you stabbed? And he's like, I'm stabbed in the neck, back, and arm. And, he, and, and, and she's like, I, and the wife is like, I'm trying to stop the bleeding. He's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Just get here and help my neighbors. Like, help my neighbors, please. So they put out, you know, right away the, the police are, you know, are on their way or whatever. And the woman, uh, he goes, do, do you know if the woman is moving? And he goes, I don't see her moving anymore. And he goes, but, but he's still attacking the guy. And the victim is the victims are uh, John Stevens, 59 years old, and his wife, but she didn't change her last name, Michelle Michonne, uh, 53 years old. So they were two people like in the twilight, not twilight, but like sort of getting close to retirement. So they had a nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're over there, and, and this you know screaming is is continuing, and you know uh, he the operator's like, okay, well we're getting a lot of calls about this. Uh, are you are you okay or you, you need you know the medical assistance is on its way don't worry about it you know do this this and that for the wounds and then they hang up on him which is weird because usually they'll stay with you until the paramedics come yeah, yeah so so five or ten minutes go by uh actually it's ten minutes go by and the the wife of jeff fisher the neighbor calls 911 again and says where is the medical like why aren't they here you know we hear a bunch of commotion over there. there's a, cops everywhere but how come nobody's coming to our house and the and the uh, nine one one operator says it's not safe yet. So, oh crap! Yeah, and they said we have to secure the area, and they're like, it, "But it's been ten minutes. There's a lot of cops there. It's not secure yet, ma'am. Please hold on." Wow. So what was happening in those ten minutes is the cop, the first cop pulls up, and it's a female cop. She gets there with like within a minute or two, and and she she gets out, and she begins. She, she's like, sir, sir, get off, get off. And she notices the woman on the ground, not looking good, in good shape. And I don't know if you've ever played that video game. Um, what is it called? Uh, what's a zombie one from back in the day from PlayStation? Walking Dead? No, 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 no. The, the other the other one. Uh, the, the laboratory where everything goes out and the whole town goes to crap. Mm. Well, anyway, in the video game, you... you, uh, you, you uh, you go in there and the opening scene is you go you you see someone on the ground bleeding and you think somebody's helping them and then when they turn around they have blood all over their face and, and it's a zombie well that's what happened here what he was eating her he was eating the dude's face <gasps> yeah the suspect mr uh, austin harif was on top of John and as she saw him turn around and look at her he had blood and skin on of of John on his face so oh. she she immediately turned and fired the taser multiple times to where he just went right back to eating the dude's face what and then so she's like you know I need all all cop blah 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 she called in like all the cops right like like she was like saying emergency blah 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 so all these police showed up Right away, within like seconds, there's six cops cars there, a canine unit, and it takes them ten minutes, along with the dog, and you know a German Shepherd's bite and their yes, jaw. yeah, their jaw is it is the the amount of pressure that they could put on on a on a, on a bite and the force that they could use. Yes. They said they said the dog was biting as hard as they could, and usually the police are always like when they sick a dog on a person. They tell them, all right, enough, 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 because because just one bite right away is enough. Yeah. 
this dog was biting this dude for over five minutes. And not a and bunch. He, and he would not move. The, the six cops were trying to pry his hands because he wrapped himself around the victim. And, he, and they were trying to pull his arms, his hands, his legs, everything off. Six people and a dog took ten minutes to get him off. Wow. Ten what minutes. What was he on? We'll get, Probably we'll, that bath salt. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So they were they were tr- they were even punching this guy. They were trying everything, and and they they. Sh- they I mean, they, at this point, don't you shoot him? Unfortunately, they didn't shoot him. They did not shoot him. How are you going to struggle that long when he's eating a person, and you're not going to shoot him? Yep, they, they did not agree. shoot him. So, the superhuman strength of this dude was in, was incredible. Because it was just like that movie Split. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. what I was thinking about when you said about superhuman strength. And you know what? He in the movie he did eat that girl, right? Yeah, yeah, he ate multiple yeah, he was girls in the movie. That. Yeah, yeah. He was eating their stomachs or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. <clears throat> yeah, so they, uh, so they got him off, and they put they, you know, because he wasn't. He the thing was when they were trying to pull him off, he did stop eating the face. So, but but he just had himself wrapped around the victim to where they, you know, he was hugging him to where they thought, okay, he's like choking him out. He's like doing a wrestling move. So that's the only reason why they didn't they didn't shoot him, even though they still should have oh, shot him because they probably would have shot him. Yeah, they would have probably yeah they probably would have shot the bullet might have went through him into the victim. Mm, so there was, makes sense. That yeah, makes there sense. Was, yeah, there was all kinds of. But that victim was dead, right? No. What? Yeah, not not at not in the beginning. No, no. So um. So while he was eating his face, he was still alive. Yes. And felt every bite. I well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Ugh. But um, once they did subdue him, they put him in handcuffs. The fire rescue got there and pronounced the wife dead on arrival. They were working on the man. Uh, his eye was missing. Uh, big chunks of his face, cheekbones. You could see some of his jaw was exposed. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. And when they rolled over Austin, he had uh, flesh on his face. And he was yelling at the officers to kill him, to shoot him now. And uh, so, it would picture that scene. I mean, the cops were traumatized, you know, just like everybody else. They were like, "Holy Heck crap!" Yeah, I think if I was a cop, that would be the end of my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might make me throw up, man. Yeah, but before they could get John out of there, once they were trying to see if they could stable stabilize him at the scene, which was the the male subject. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was pronounced dead. He he passed away because it was not only they they realized the amount of blood was everywhere. They couldn't tell where he was bleeding. So, mm. but they did think that he was still alive and and that he felt most of that pain. And but he was stabbed multiple times. They saw when they rolled him over, he was stabbed in the back and the, in the stomach and everything stuff they couldn't see because Austin was on him for so long. Yeah, and she died from blunt force trauma to the head. And multiple stab wounds herself. Ugh. Yeah, he used whatever that was in the uh, garage. In the garage, and then they, there was chemicals that were open. That when they went to pick up his, because he had stripped down to just his jeans, his shirt smelled like you know how you like guzzle something, and you know like it goes all over your shirt if you're not, mm-hmm. watching, you know, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, all the mm-hmm. beer goes all over the shirt. 
Yeah, he was doing something like that with certain chemicals that were in the uh, garage as well. I am so grossed out right now. Yeah. There's... <laughs> yeah, this is going to be... Uh, this is kind of kind of tough, this one. This is a stomach turner. Yeah, so right away, the police have, have seen this before. Uh, two months prior, there was an, a Flocka incident where a man... Uh, he got on Flocka, which is another form of birth, uh, birth bath salts. And he attacked a uh, mother and, and son and beat him pretty bad. Like, he literally was walking down the street naked, and they had a bay window, like one of those big windows in the front of their house. Mm-hmm. Instead, instead of going through the door, he just threw himself through the window and attacked them. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and the, luckily the police were able there to subdue him. And then there was also one where it was another version of cannibalism um, where the... Uh, the man attacked a homeless man and you can actually see that this uh on, on the video uh, there's there's another video i might post that one too where they actually had to shoot and kill the guy because he attacked the homeless man ate half his face and his eyes took his eyes i i remember that yeah that happened prior to this one just prior to this one it was like somewhere on a freeway ramp right correct yes, yes. yeah yeah and this guy that came out of nowhere was butt naked doing that stuff so Apparently, like you said, they gotta get butt naked. Yep, yep. And and one of the effects of Flocka is it's such a dangerous drug; it, it can shut down your organs. So people, oh, a lot wow. of people, a lot of people die from this. So, um, you know, right away, you know, they they saw that he was having trouble breathing and stuff. They were like, you know what? They strapped him down big time, took him to the hospital, and they were almost assured that he was gonna be the toxicology would be bath salts because it was a big Florida story. And um, so a couple days go by and they're thinking it's either bath salts or it's Flocka because Flocka in 2016 was big over there. It's a homemade drug. It could sell mm. for a lot. And there was none. Nothing? Don't tell me it was back in oil oil. No Flocka, no bath salts, just trace amounts of marijuana were found in his body. What? Mm-hmm. That's it. What kind of weed he was smoking? I, I don't know. That good, good, apparently, or the bad bad. <laughs> I ain't that good, good. That's that no, bad, bad. No, no. Yeah. Jesus. That don't make you do stuff like that. Yeah. And and, and then the, the, the doctors were perplexed. They're like, okay, then what's causing his organs to fail? Because then he was starting, they had to put him in a coma. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, his, uh, they checked, and they were like, "Well, it could be several things. It could be, you know, not necessarily the cooking oil, but those chemicals that he took too. Mm-hmm. What, what if that was part of it? And uh, yeah, there, there, <laughs> there's basically no, um, uh, what's it called? They don't have no rhyme or reason for why his organs just failed. But wow, yeah. So, so what happens is. He's in he's in uh, protective custody actually in the hospital. You know he's locked up and everything. Okay. And, and uh, you know he's got to stay there. He's just out of a coma. He's like a day or day or two out of a coma. Mm-hmm. And here's with one of the twists that happened. So his mom sneaks him in a cell phone. He's not supposed to have a cell phone at all. And uh, I'm gonna play you a clip because our boy, as you know, uh, Oprah's friend, Doctor Phil. He likes to get into everything. And this story was a nationwide story. So, like, he wanted the scoop. So his producers okay. got a hold of the mom. And that's the reason why she snuck the phone in so that her son can basically tell his side of the story. So you want to hear what he sounds like? Yeah. 
All right, here we go. It's like a four-minute clip. All righty. There was this theory about Flocka that you had somehow taken Flocka. Do you know what Flocka is? I don't know. My dad told me it was a crystal or something. Have you ever taken Flocka? No. You didn't take it the day of the incident? No. Have you ever seen a friend take it, or has there been around any parties or anywhere? No, I've never seen it before. I've never heard of my friends taking it. I've never been around it. I don't even know where to get it, honestly. Is there any chance anybody could have slipped that drug into your food or into something you drank or poisoned you with it, contaminated you with it that day? I drank uh, some tea at Duffy's. So I don't, I don't think they would poison me or anybody would poison me. So when this tox screen comes back, they're not going to find those substances in your tox screen, correct? No, no. You've heard of bath salts, right? Have you ever taken anything like that? No. So never there's seen it. never seen it. Have you any of your friends ever taken it? No. There's just no way that has anything to do with this incident or what took place. Huh. Yeah. Do you remember waking up that morning, going on the nature walk with your dad and your sister? Yeah, I remember that. And how did you feel on that nature walk? Paranoid. You felt paranoid? Yeah. Uh -huh. I saw turtle shells and I was scared because my dad was slow and I thought he was in danger. Does that make sense to you now still? No. Austin, um, can I go back before this incident a little bit? Because I have a theory about what's happened here. And you have a best friend uh, that you spent quite a bit of time with and that the two of you had kind of quit hanging out together. You had started acting quite unusual for a period of time before that. Do you recall that you and your friend had kind of quit hanging out together and, and working out together? Yeah. Uh, why, why is that? Well, I started being super serious, talking like an extremist, talking religion and stuff like that. And uh, I think he got scared, wouldn't return my phone calls. Do you know why you started to think that way and, and talk that way and behave that way? I don't know why, it just, just happened. I was looking into the Illuminati and weird things, just being a leader and stuff like that, I don't know. Was... Were you aware that you had made a shift in your thinking that was making people uncomfortable? Um, not really. I wasn't aware that I was pushing people away and I, I know it was affecting my relationships with my friend. Mm -hmm. And when you were making these videos that you were putting up on YouTube, you were doing voices and stuff, just acting silly, because, you know, yeah. like you, people do on YouTube. I'm going to talk to you about why I don't do steroids. The, the content that you were putting up there about not doing steroids and that sort of thing, did you ever do steroids? Ever never ever did steroids never never tried it once never 
Did you feel that you were particularly strong or powerful or invulnerable to being injured? I remember jumping on my friends in my dad's car and behaving like wildly. I don't know why. I don't remember a lot of things that people tell me I did. What do you guys think of Dr. Phil and his exclusive? Well, number one, Dr. Phil's a dirtbag for wanting to uh, get involved in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, you can you can just hear it in his voice that something ain't right. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. He he doesn't seem like he's all there, is he? No, not at all. Like he sounds he he sounds lost. He does. He does. And then how about all the times he asked him about bath salts over and over, and, and he kept saying. Oh, I've I've never had it before. I don't know where to get it. Bull. That it, it's so weird though how they didn't find that in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's creepy. Right? He's super creepy. And like this is the this is what like Dr. Phil wanted to exploit. You know, he wanted to give that like that look, you know, or you know, that he's he's trying to get to the bottom of things and, and because, I mean, at the time, people were like, man, like, how is this guy doing the things that he's doing? You know, how's this, yeah. you know, so, like, they, they want to know, like, where did this come from? Where did the superhuman strength come from? And the toxicology thing threw everybody off. Yeah. This must be infuriating to the victim's families. I mean, why is oh, yeah. he trying to bring up so much attention on him? Yep. Well, for ratings. For ratings. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Dr. Phil, I mean, come on now. That's weak. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to use this guy to boost up your ratings? I get it. People love controversy and controversy sells, but what, what do you... Disrespectful. It, it, it's disrespectful to the victim. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm surprised he didn't ask some, you know, more inappropriate questions, you know, but... Yeah. But, uh, oh. yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, the, when they went to trial they were trying to figure out you know who this austin kid was because like you said earlier in the case we were talking about how the um the prosecution found all these videos of fitness training talking about eating right uh dieting and then he'd go into devil voices how he hears things in his head to football training to singing elvis songs to rapping to saying that he wishes he could take shrooms one day and beat up people and then, mm. the pro- so the prosecution was like, "Hey, well, he said this. Maybe he was on shrooms, but none of that was found in the system." That is weird. Mm-hmm. His behavior is more schizophrenic than anything. It is pretty. It is pretty crazy and off the wall, right? Yeah. So, with all this being said, this uh, the, you know the court proceedings. You know, this happened in August. The court proceedings. He went to court in 2016, right? And mm-hmm. we're now in 2022. There is no resolution yeah. to this case yet. Are you what? serious? Yeah, there. So that guy's just walking around free? No, no, no. He's in. He's in jail. He's in jail. What What they did was they they put him in the psych ward of the jail, and uh, and so so he's not, um, you know, he's not the what was it called again? Um, general population. Yeah, he's not general population, but he's in the psych ward of the jail. 
and he's been petitioning to go to an actual psych ward so that because you know when you're transferred there you can kill multiple people and if they deem you to be sane they might in most times release you and so him and his father have been fighting since 2016 to get him evaluated as um, a mental patient and hopefully within a five to ten years he could be released um, but he's facing the uh, the death penalty um, and you know or or, uh, or at least life and and so yeah. the court has been going back and forth and with covid it kind of screwed things up to where it put things on the back burner because right now he's facing uh, one count of cannibalism uh, one uh, assault charged uh and and um with a deadly weapon and um uh, attempted murder on the uh, jeff fisher neighbor and he's also facing um uh two counts of uh capital one murder against um the couple so those are some serious freaking charges but if you get if you're criminally insane because the state is trying to prove that he is not that he's capable in the head and if it wasn't drugs he's more than capable because they can't use that the drugs defense and then the defense is using well he's always had these issues with his head it could be cte it could be bipolar it could be schizophrenic he's never been diagnosed he's never done this give the kid a break send him to the psych ward so it's a big back and forth to where this year in the next and it's an active case and we might have to do an update on it uh in the next wow. two, in the next two to three months this process is going to go to the florida supreme court and they're going to rule on whether he's sane or not before they actually take him to trial or not. That's, oh my God. that's insane. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm a parent, but I don't understand those parents where their children commit, commit, <laughs> <laughs> they commit like such horrible actions, like against others. Mm-hmm. including killing them and they still want to do everything they can to defend that child of theirs and get him out in the public yeah yeah and so. at this point it's like you have a responsibility toward everybody else now yep you would think yes i want my son to get help but clearly he's not stable that would scare me and that would scare me for everybody else i wouldn't want my child out in the public knowing the condition they're in oh yeah and there's two things that that are they're crazy about this despite the story is the fact that how he looked going into prison and he looked like an innocent college kid he was basically called the for the you know he had a lot of nicknames in the in the area uh the frat the fraternity cannibal the the college cannibal like stuff like that uh he but but he looked really buff you know, in the first couple of years, but now you look at him, he's put on a lot of weight because of what they feed you in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fattening stuff that's slop. It may taste like crap, but it puts the pounds on. He's he's big, so it doesn't come. It's not a good look for him being bigger now and being charged as a cannibal. And then couple that with his with uh, Doctor Phil doubling down. So like, I guess when they found out that it wasn't the drugs and everything else like this, Doctor Phil got his dad on there, and his dad is pleading for his son's release. And and playing audio of their phone calls in prison, and the son saying, "Yeah, Dad, you should really read Romans sixteen thirty four. It's a good scripture." And he's tell, talking about like his 
training and how to stay healthy and that he wants his dad to watch his diet he's like look my kid's normal it's like no he's not <laughs> you know and the doctor no, feels like yeah doctor they... feels like good point there i think you're <laughs> on to something i think that your son should be released wow. why do you actually sound like i don't know i, I like my doctor Phil accent. <laughs> i use that more often oh man my thing is this if they couldn't even keep him at the restaurant what makes you think they're gonna do anything to him when it, if, if he's going to put their lives on hold and just watch him 24 7 exactly the mom didn't even want him there when she was getting when she was, in, <laughs> when she was at her house <laughs> well see that, that's the thing too i mean wouldn't you trip out anytime he leaves the house by himself exactly i'd be like don't go eating somebody now you hear you know what i mean like like come on i see what you did yeah right <laughs> like jeez i mean like that's insane what that kid did. He flipped a switch and and nobody knows exactly what it was. So the moral of this story is if you see somebody butt naked, stab them in the head or in the heart because clearly they got supernatural strength. Yeah, they're not going to come at you uh, offering you flowers. They're coming exactly. at you butt, butt naked in the middle of the day. They're looking to cause some harm. Exactly. And here's my thing. Look, I, of course, we feel sorry for the victims. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he could have had or what kind of tool he had in his persons or if they if he blindsided the both of them. Mm-hmm. But in a situation like that, like let's say it's me and my wife, I'm trying to kill this dude. I'm oh, gonna yeah. grab something and stab him in his brain or stab him in the heart or do something. I mean, I get it, they're older and I'm not blaming the victims at all whatsoever. It's just um, you know, that neighbor that went over there clearly he's not talking to the people he's he's hurting the people do something you know like stab him yeah i mean things happen so fast it's 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 hard to tell how we would react but i mean like i get your point and and one of the things like i i only touched on i left out a couple things which y'all you reminded me he was grunting like a freaking animal up until yeah, you mentioned that yeah you up until a rally yeah, up until he they pulled him off, and I didn't tell you what happened when they got him to the hospital. So uh, I left out a part right here where they got to the hospital, and and uh, they were checking out his wounds and stuff. Even though he's the attacker, he strapped down on the thing, and they're and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And they're like, "Oh, you have something on your face," and it was the half the dude's mustache was on his lip, hanging out of his mouth, stuck between his teeth, like the skin and the mustache. Oh, yeah. And they actually pulled it out of his mouth. Hey, man. Hey, that's 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 just nasty. Yeah. So that's the horrible way to die. Yeah. I can't with this. This is like I don't understand it. This guy needs to be committed. I mean, and we're gonna know soon enough. Here, we should know. Like, about... how how are you trying to prove? That you're that that he's normal like any other person, yet he had no drugs in him, and you're trying to prove that he deserves to be released. Yeah, at some point, like they want him to face like five to ten years, get all medicated up, and show that you're not a, uh, harmed anybody, and they could release him on that. Stop it. Yeah, they, they'll release keep him where. I'm sorry, keep him in jail. Yeah. Well, it's either jail or, or uh, they're saying that the death penalty is most likely going to be taken off the table, but likely it's no less than life. 
Like he'll okay, he'll, he'll, get, he'll right. get two life sentences. Yeah, all right, life, life it is. But if he goes to the insane asylum, it's based on what the doctors do. Because remember, we did that story about the other cannibal in the UK, mm-hmm. and and he wound up getting out. Uh, uh, what is it? Out of uh, the insane asylum twice. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was both murder cases he got out on. So. It was two different occasions, and then the doctors were like, "Yeah, go for it." And they let him out again, so yeah, it can happen. Well, I don't. It's hard for me to believe how people that have these kind of issues, like to this extent, could be rehabilitated. I don't see it. Something is clearly really wrong with their brain. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. I mean, I'm not blaming him for what is going on with him. Something's there. Something's wrong. I'm blaming the parents for not doing a better job at figuring it out before trying to get their son out. I agree. He can do it again. I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's just going to be a repeat offender. Yeah, because clearly they have their own lives. They don't have the attention to make sure that he stays out of trouble. Especially the mama. And he's an adult, yes, but clearly not a normal adult, so. Yeah, these parents now, I think I think his parents are in their early 50s, so they're around the the um, the victim's age is what they were now. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to have the mentality or the strength to handle a kid like him if they were to turn him loose again. But Absolutely um, not. I, I if just... she had taken him to the hospital after his weird behavior at her house, that mm. wouldn't have happened to that couple. Yeah, exactly. He would have been committed, put him on a 72-hour hold, and maybe they find something before he does that attack. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So that's the that's the case of Austin Harris, which is still ongoing. Wow. Well, thank you, Todd Fox, for breaking down that story. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what state or country you are in, if you see somebody butt naked, they not asking you for the time. <laughs> so run away or get them before they get you <laughs> well especially if they're butt naked and they still have their watch on they really don't know what they really don't want to know what time it is exactly and if they start growling like a pig hey and what happened to the neighbor that got stabbed oh oh that's right i didn't get into that i'm sorry thank you for reminding me boy this yeah <laughs> i missed a couple spots because of the dr phil thing that's what it was oh okay okay but um Jeff Fisher survived, but they said that the blade that he used on the stab on the stabbing, it came within an eighth of an inch of his jugular when he got stabbed mm. in the neck. So he mm. could have he could have killed him, and he almost did. So uh, Jeff Fisher made a full recovery, no problems, no issues, but uh, very traumatized, to say the least. Dang. Well, I'm glad he survived. Yeah, you know, I think he tried. You know, it's that must have been a shock. That kind of situation, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he tried, he tried helping. I mean, you can't think this person is insanely strong. Yeah. I I don't blame the guy. He did what he could, and he had to run off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. scary. Absolutely. Well, or if you're in a state where you can hold some heat, carry the gun with you. Yeah, that's true. And, and and back then they had that. Uh, well, I, th- I think Florida still has the law where it's uh, it's that one. Uh, God, what, that one Trayvon Martin one where it was like you could. Oh, stand your ground. Yeah, stand your ground law. That that's 
I mean, he could have stood his ground, but uh, and, man, I would have blasted him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unloaded a clip on him. If you had a weapon, babe, but if you're in a situation of sudden. If I had a weapon, I would have blasted him. No question that. What you doing naked in my house? What? Boom! He must have surprised the crap out of him because it had to be. Yeah, because he got both of them pretty quick and subdued both of them. So like, yeah, he he must have caught him off guard. And they they were probably just chilling a night on a nice evening on uh, Sunday afternoon or evening. Yeah, yeah it was ten thirty at night, humid. Yeah, and, and that's just, what I'm saying. I'm not blaming the victims at all. You know, anything can happen. No, I know. It's just, it just goes to show you, man. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what was his last name? Harif. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Austin Harrow. Well, thank you, Todd, for breaking down that story, that gruesome story. That was that was that's nasty. Yeah, exactly. So, Sorry. We, Sorry. It's all good, man. That's why we say listeners, it's, discretion is advised. <laughs> we should have said if you ate prior to this, you might want to uh, wait a little bit longer. <laughs> well, you did say it was a twist. So it was a story with a twist. That was a yes. definite twist. We got more twists coming on the next episode as well. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Todd, for breaking down that story. And uh, we're going to be signing off soon. But before we do, a quick reminder, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast. Uh, continue to listen to us on podcast, uh, Podbean, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. And for those listening to us outside of the country. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Pandora, sorry. And for those <laughs> listening to us outside of the country, continue to listen to us on Pocket, uh, Podchaser. Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Once again, go to redbubble.com, type in Top Fox 80, get some merchandise. And if you would like to donate to the uh, Grinding True Crime, you can uh, uh, donate on Cash App. Just type in dollar sign, Grinding True Crimes, and there we go. Okay. So, with all that being said, we're signing off. This is your boy, Matty Matt, along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. Gabby. And we are signing off. Toodle. Peace. This is Dr. Phil, and please tune in next time to do another grinding true crime episode. <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>